All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. What's going on? How are we feeling on this Thursday? Feeling so much better about life. It's the Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Remember to subscribe, smash the like button, leave us a review. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Rosie, how horned up were you when you saw Mark Giordano, 39 years of age, flying in to save one Austin Matthews last night? I loved it. He came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple shifts before in front of the net. There was some jostling going on too, and Gio just grabbed a guy like F you to him. And I was just like, man, I love Gio. And I like tweeted something out, and then two shifts later, he just comes on the back of the frame and just nails connect me. That was awesome. I, I loved it, man. I. Matthews is taking a lot of heat for not shedding him, which kind of surprises me, man. But uh, overall, pretty wicked uh, game start to finish, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different age, though. I, I must bring that up because, again, who is going to fight? And on behalf of Matthews' honor, it brought PTSD up from, like, uh, Jason Spezza back in the day in the Stanley Cup playoffs where he's the guy to step in. And now you got Mark Giordano stepping in. And I get it from Travis <laughs> Konechny's perspective. Uh, game was way over. Might as, might as well rile them up a bit, no? Yeah, I don't think he liked that little between the leggers uh, chance <laughs> that he tried on there and damn near scored on it too. And, uh, you know, Konechny, you got Tortorella as your coach. You're kind of pissed off. You want to set the tone for next time and show your identity and all that stuff. So you go after Matthews of all people. You know guys are going to be coming in there quick, but uh, – you know, Austin's taking heat, but look at that. There's a cross check. There's a whack. 
there's another whack. And then when they when they went uh, back at each other again, Matthews was the one to give him a hard shove right under the chin too. So I'm fine with it, man. We do not need that that guy's fighting with a bad wrist. And imagine he does fight, breaks his wrist or sprains it or something. He's out for five weeks. The whole yeah. freaking town would be going bananas going, don't we have guys to do that? And why would he of all people do that? And why is he in that position? And blah, blah, blah. I think it, I think he handled it just fine. And everyone else came in there like they should have. You like it, it or you want him to me. fight there? What do you, what do you think there? You think no. he needs to fight there? Not at all. I was going to just say that it reminds me of that time Connor McDavid dropped the gloves in the OHL for Erie and broke his hand and he was out for an extensive period of time. There's no need for that. There's other people to fight that battle. I, I want Austin Matthews to score goals. I want him to be on my power play and I want him to play 20 plus minutes a night. Uh, I don't think there's any reason at all, regardless of the heat he could be taking in this scenario to drop the mitts, especially with Travis Konechny. I would just laugh the way Austin Matthews did a big 5-2 win for the Maple Leafs. Should mention as well in about 10 minutes or so, Rosie's former teammate in Philadelphia, current Flyers analyst for NBC Sports Philadelphia, Scott Hartnell will drop by. That's going to be something else, isn't it? Yeah, Hartsy's going to have uh, lots to say. I imagine that guy's never short on entertainment, so it's nice <laughs> to get him on. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure the listeners will appreciate whatever that guy's got to say this morning. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can get interactive with us on social media and certainly here on YouTube. Your thoughts, your comments, concerns on questions, leave them down below and we'll get to them a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. Was that John Tavares' best game as a Toronto Maple Leaf? Granted, it was game 11 in November following a dreadful five-game road trip, but three goals and assists is 11th career Hattie. He was outstanding last night, Rosie. Wasn't he, man? Like, I don't know. I haven't seen every single game that he's played as a Leaf, but it would be hard yeah. to find one where it was better, where you come up with four points, a hat trick, um, on a pretty crucial game. Like, obviously, it wasn't a must win, but it's just kind of as close as you can get. It's one of those mid-season must wins where you're like, guys, if we don't mm -hmm. figure it out here, we're in for a long road and there's going to be some no more question marks. There's going to be some some decisions made, you know. So huge game for for him to do that. What I liked the most was after he gets a penalty and they score on it, kind of that one that went in on Sammy, which is probably the only like actually weak goal that I think Samsonov has let in this year. And then all of a sudden it's uh, it's three two. And what's everyone doing? My ass was puckering up a little bit thinking of the Anaheim game and thinking of that same feeling where everyone's looking at each other going, oh, God, are we going to give this one away? And then your captain gets out of the box, goes down, absolutely diddles that D-man that D there and gets one of the nicer goals of the year to kind of get that breathing room back. To me, that showed that resilience that that this team's been lacking where you close a door and put a game away that that all of a sudden looking like it might be close again. I thought that was like just a huge statement piece by him aside from his three goals. Um, that was my favorite part of the game. How do you like his uh, his performance last night? It was impressive. And I thought in general, the big boys came to play. And that always is, or you know, more times than not, is the recipe for success for this team. The big five, if you will, uh, combined for 11 points in the night. Austin Matthews, here he comes. Three goals in the last four games. He could have easily had three or four in this game. I think it's only an amount of time before this guy starts to pop off. You mentioned the in-between legs play in the third period. I don't care if Konechny was happy or not about that. Matthews was starting to feel it, especially in the third period. And that was the, the, the best thing for me to see last night. 
you know, aside from winning the game, of course, was that they were starting to cook, they being Matthews and Marner big time in the third period here, Rosie. Yeah, that was nice. It's been it's been kind of a frustrating start. I think we've touched on that. And it's not the first time he's kind of got out of the gates a little bit slow. But like you said, you can see him there, um, you know, really starting to be in the right place as all of a sudden he starts to feel it and he's got a little bit of swagger going. I think that was evident with that between the legs shot that damn near went in. But uh, he could have had three himself last night. There was a couple of chances where, you know, just a little bobble of the puck or whatnot and, and it's in the back of the net too. So... Yeah, it's nice to see him going. It's nice to see the guys firing. But for me now, moving forward, consistency is the deal with me. Can you find that type of stuff every night? Are we going to do this head-scratching bullshit one night and then, you know, have a, having a performance like last night, the next? And you can't keep going through that and expect to be a really good team. So I love the game last night, but I'm looking for consistency. I want them to be able to, to access that kind of feeling every single night, you know? Another thing I know you love last night, the bottom six fix, as you see a uh, topic du jour on the screen right there. Zach Aston Reese actually did something. A goal, Dennis Malgan, I thought was really, really buzzing last night. So was David Kampf. And that, that's a welcome sight. Anytime you can help out the big boys the, the way they did last night, that's great to see, isn't it? Yeah, big time. I mean, every team that wins a Stanley Cup has got a thick bottom six and and good depth on that on that bottom end of those bottom six guys and um you like to see that you want them clicking and you know Holmberg gets in there for his first NHL game I love seeing that I love it when a guy has a first NHL goal first NHL game it's always nice to see that kind of thing um you know Czar there gets something done finally and it was to be honest with you when they scored I was like who is that who who, who is that? And then you don't see him doing a whole hell of a lot. And then I was like, oh, that's Reese right on. So it's good to see him get on the board. And I think Camp has been solid on that on that fourth yeah. line, man. He just, he buzzes, he's chipping in offensively. He doesn't have big, uh, big issues as far as turnovers or mistakes. It's not ending up in the back of his net too often. I really like him to kind of hold down that bottom six and kind of be the core of it. He's been pretty solid. And, and like you said, Malgan, Malgan's just been good, man. He can play on that fourth line. He was buzzing. He can play up on a higher line with some more skilled guys. He's kind of a well-rounded player. And, and like we said, coming out of training camp, he kind of uh, made a bit of an impression there along with Robertson. So it's good to see that he can actually produce on that fourth line. Cause a lot of times guys like that get put on the fourth line and they don't know what the hell to do. They're just, they just want to play with skilled players and make plays. And, and, you know, if that role is filled, they go down to the fourth line, they're just standing there twiddling their thumbs. Cause they don't know how to play that energy grind type of a game where you're just moving your feet all the time. And I thought Matt Melgan handled it pretty good uh, last night for, for a guy that's probably not used to being on a fourth line, you know? You're right. They were playing with an identity last night, and you bring bringing up that buzzword for a long, long period of time. So it was great to see a 5-2 win here for the main. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Leafs. As we uh, transition to today's guest, again, as referenced, a uh, former teammate of Rosie's, uh, former Philadelphia Flyers, longstanding Flyer, Columbus, Blue Jackets, etc. The guy was an absolute menace in the National Hockey League. And now, with NBC Sports Philadelphia, it's Scott Hartnell. Hartsey, what's going on? I guess you're a Phillies fan, eh? Oh, yeah. I'm going tonight, baby. I'm fired up, I tell you. Hopefully, they'll give you a hit tonight. What was going on? Oh, my God. That was, that was a little bit painful. You go hitting five homers the night before to not get a hit. So, I would say that the bats are due tonight, Dozer. I'm looking for... A big win here for the Phillies. Yeah, Houston's a very, very difficult team, as we know, but the World Series has been a lot of fun, and I guess Bryce Harper's showing why he's probably worth every penny. Speaking of which, Austin Matthews, uh, three in the last four. Just your general thoughts on the game last night uh, for the Flyers and the Leafs. Uh, yeah, well, a big win, a must-needed win for the Maple Leafs just to calm down all, all the media, calm down all the fans, and now you guys can start planning the parade again that uh, they beat the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, but no, I, I think Philly, you know, on the back end of a back-to-back, -back, uh, you know, they got close there uh, in that third period. But man, uh, like you guys were talking about that goal by JT, dancing Sanheim and then taking the puck to the net, a power move, finishing it off. That was, that was pretty unreal. Well, Hartsy, that was a story for me is who he danced. Like, that's Travis Sanheim, who's an upper echelon defenseman, I think, in this league, fresh off a new contract, and Tavares just destroyed him. I mean, that was vintage Tavares. Yeah, it was uh, – <laughs> vintage is a good word. You know, I don't think JT has lost. He was uh, sniping, and then a bad break for Sandstrom, losing his steal. There's a goaltender slid right out of the net, and he had a wide-open cage on that power play. That was a neat little play, too, uh, passing it to – to JT on his backhand and uh yeah they were feeling it uh, last night for sure what's it been like so far covering torts I'm sure you saw the comments pre-game already jousting with the Toronto media that's what he does best but uh what's it been like so far with Tortsy it, it's great uh, you know I played with him I uh, played for him uh, in in Columbus there you know where you stand the guys know where they stand they're you know uh probably will be the the most in shape team uh you know by far uh, the way that he uh, runs practices and, and that kind of stuff but uh you got to play a certain way you got to block shots you got to put your body on the line uh you know and and with all the guys out cam atkinson sean couturier alice jvr uh you know they're buying in they're getting some some good wins against some good teams and you know it's kind of a it's an exciting team to watch the last couple of years and you know, covering them, it's just been brutal. You know, power plays bad, penalty kills bad. No one hits, no one does anything in the game. But now, you know, they got Delorier, now they got Konechny, who's, uh, you know, kind of a pain in uh, the top players' uh, uh, ass <laughs> last night. So it was, it was good to good to have these kind of character guys and, and force them to bring out the best in them. And Rosie, you're a big nickname guy. What was your nickname for Hartsey as you uh, you take the interview here? 
Hartsy, Hartsy, Fartsy. I don't know. I wonder what his gas situation <laughs> is still like. He's never seen a guy more famous for the greasiest shit farts I've ever smelled before. But... <laughs> I, I still have the power, Dozer. I still have the power. I'm sure the wife loves it, buddy. I'm glad you're giving it to someone else these days. <laughs> In serious, though, Hartsy, like yeah. going back to Johnny T, like for a guy that, you know, takes some heat for some reason for being slow and being old and whatnot. And then there's a guy like you who played as long as you did. You were playing when you were getting older and you're playing as the league was getting faster and faster. Um, I think Johnny T's just unbelievable leadership. Uh, I think that if this team can actually win something, that he'll go down as as one of the one of the big time captains for that organization. But tell us what it's like for a guy like him who's just oozing oozing hockey IQ and ability, and then trying to like transform his game and keep it up with this new fast type of hockey that's played in the NHL. Yeah, it's it's funny. You do get a little slower, obviously, as you know time moves on, and and my agent. Uh, uh, when I was playing in Columbus, he asked me, he's like, you know, all these guys are faster, you know, some of them had better shots than you, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, why have I played so long? He asked me that. Uh, we were actually going to play golf, and I was, thought about it for, you know, a second. I was like, well, you know, you think the game's faster than, you know, what half the league thinks the game is. You know, I know if he's going to reverse it or go hard up the wall, right? So you get your stick in that lane uh, to create a turnover and uh, at least to scoring chances. And, and uh, you know, I think that's where – uh, you know, I had, I guess, a hockey IQ better than probably, you know, a lot of the players. And JT, obviously, he has the skill. He's got the shot. Uh, he, sure, he might look a little slow, but still, he gets from point A to point B. He knows where that puck's going to be. He knows where his line mates are, are going to be as well, which is probably the most important thing. And and uh, he, he still gets it done. So, you know, all the people that say, oh, yeah, you're 34 years old, 36 years old, you can't do it anymore. Arowski and he's playing with great players he's playing on the power play and no one's talking about how slow he is he's probably slower than you know 75 percent of the league but he's still not putting a puck in the back of the net so i just tell those people to you know shut the uh blank up you know <laughs> you can swear on this somewhere artsy we're pros <laughs> on this show uh but it's funny because uh you know even with the Tavares conversation i mentioned a couple weeks back i covered him with the london knights when he had a cup of tea there after you know being with oshawa and that was always the story with him is the foot speed was never a thing, even dating back to when he dominated junior hockey and the way he's evolved and adapted his game. It really has been marvelous to see. Um, but again, the foot speed hasn't been a thing, just continues to do his his thing, 14 points in 11 games so far. I want to ask you as well, uh, I mean, the Leafs aren't known for their toughness. Would you have had a field day against this team? I loved watching you play, man. You always seem to grind everybody's gears out there. Yeah, it was it was always fun to play a you know a soft team that where where you you knew where you weren't gonna get any pushback right where you could you know stand in front of the net and know that no one's gonna touch you or a little whack on the goalie and you know you just laugh in the in the defenseman's face because they know <laughs> they don't want a piece right so uh, you know a dozer was you know the same player as me right you you, you look for that hit first to create uh, you know energy and momentum for your team and and chip in as well too so it's uh uh you know i, I would love to see a guy like uh you know a delorier you know that brings the energy protect the big boys you know obviously wayne simmons could do it and uh you know i feel bad for him right now but um you know you definitely need some some meat i think in your, in your lineup uh, uh to you know to take that next step too 
speaking of the tough stuff, we we have kind of an interactive show here with being live on YouTube and whatnot. And a longtime listener by the name of Luke Shen, he still goes by the human eraser tag. He says that in his first year in the NHL, 18 years old, he thinks it might be your only win as far as a fight in the NHL goes. You're 30 years old going after the 18-year-old teenager. How did that come about and what was going on? And he wants to know what would happen if you guys went today. Oh, it's a no-brainer what would happen. He'd be he'd be on the uh, on the ice picking up his chick. That's not high. The story is I was I think I was slumping at the time, so I needed a you know a tap in, a tap in win fight. So I picked on <laughs> picked on the old rookie, uh, and everyone was so mad at me after that fight. I'm like, I was 18 once. I was fighting Brian Marchman. I was you know I was fighting. Uh, uh, Christian Huselius from Dallas, the, the big mutant defenseman. I, I called him uh, Magnus for Magnus, the strongest man in the world. And he absolutely <laughs> just destroyed me. Uh, you know, so I was I was 18 years old once, and I was uh, you know looking uh, to fight some veterans too to make a name for myself. And uh, you know, sorry, Luke, you didn't uh, you know come off on top on that one. Well, you didn't pick a soft player. He's a big, uh, big lefty Saskatchewan boy, so I can't blame you for that one, man. <laughs> Hey, Hartsy, what was the deal with you and Dion Phaneuf back in the day? I remember watching Leafs Flyers or Leafs whatever, and and it was always you and Phaneuf jousting and going at it. You just didn't like the guy, or what was the deal? Uh, no, he, he played the game honest, right? Uh, he played the game hard. You know, he's always looking to uh, you know, step up for a big hit. Uh, you know, probably just... Uh, I don't know, one of those kind of annoying defensemen that, that's effective, right? You say a guy's annoying, he's, that means he's doing his job right. And, yeah, you're one of those guys where uh, you, you, if you were in a slump, if you, you know, needed to get the game going, uh, change momentum in, in another way, he was always a guy to have an honest fight with you. And uh, a couple of times, he just absolutely buried me. I uh, went, went to the front of the net, scored a goal, and dropped the mitts, and, and him and I went at it. So that was kind of one of my uh, favorite shifts, <laughs> absolutely buried I got. Go to the net, shoot one home, and then drop the mitts and went after him. <laughs> so was, that's a, a highlight I'll remember. Can't forget Hartnell down as well as we wrap. Um, I did some digging. That's where we do preparation on this show as well. You just got your U.S. citizenship. Uh, congratulations, Hartsy. I did, yeah. It was uh, it was a pretty wild uh, day, actually. With 100 uh, other uh, citizens to be. We did a you know big ceremony and took your oath. And, uh, you know, people from all sorts of crazy countries all over the world. It was it was like their Stanley Cup, you know, I'm fortunate enough to live here and, you know, had a green card for a long time. And, you know, these people, it was, it was legit like the Stanley Cup and they're American citizens, right? So that was, that was pretty neat. And, uh, yeah, so it really hasn't changed my life. I already got jury duty notice in the mail a week after oh. I got, uh, <laughs> got my citizenship. I'm like, oh man, they didn't wait long on that one. <laughs> Oh, man, that's the worst feeling when you're summoned from jury duty because you literally can't get out of it. It happened to me a couple of years ago here in Toronto, and I just lost my you-know-what because I'm like, come on. I don't want to be anywhere uh, around that right now. But, Hartsey, you're the absolute best, man. You're killing it as a media member, so keep it up, and we'll have you on again down the road, okay? Appreciate it. Yeah, when uh, the Flyers mop up uh, Toronto and in uh, Philly, we'll have a little post-game post <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Take care. See you, All right. See you, Dozer. See you next. Bye. See you, bud. He's the absolute best, man. Like, I, I just, I love the way he played the game first and foremost. In fact, I always wished he was a Toronto Maple Leaf, but you just knew every night, and you know this having played with him, he was just going to bring it. Like, he's going to drag his team in the fight, whether you liked it or not. 
Yeah, I always liked how, like, you know, his personality could shine out when he played and it made him better. He's one of those guys that could go out there and play with that edge. And then, you know, depending on how things were going, he could taunt their bench. He could taunt their fans or their crowd. He could say something dumb to the camera. (laughs) Like, he's just totally himself. And I always wished I could be myself and be that loose out there, but I didn't really have that luxury um, being a staple in the league the way he did. But, um, you know, he's a guy. I remember the first day I, I got to Philadelphia, man, he invited me over. The guys were having a couple beers at his house. And uh, I uh, I went over there. I was a little excited, I think, to be there and kind of overserved myself a little bit. And then all of a sudden we're in his back uh his back alley like burning the tire off his scooter that he'd cruise <laughs> that he'd cruise all around cherry hill in new jersey where he lived and uh and then i think i remember yeah. a cop kind of came near and i got freaked out so i just bolted on the thing <laughs> and the cop comes up in new hearts and he's like hey who was that guy that just took off and i was gone for like a half an hour hiding thinking we were in big big trouble but that was my intro to Hartsey's uh being Hartsey's teammate it was uh lots of fun i think anyone who played with them is happy they did Oh, the irony that you you're normally the first one to fight and then the first one to leave when shit at the fan. That's always great to hear, Rosie. Fight or flight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love Hartsy too. Known for his farts, known for Hartnell down. He always seemed to be down on the ice for some reason. But man, that guy played with so much passion. Loved him, especially as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. The wrap up is brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. I am fired up on this Thursday. First and foremost, we got the puck line. We got the job done. Toronto and Philadelphia on Wednesday. And number two, the introduction of shot props on PointsBet Canada. And that's where I'm going today. Mika Zabanajad playing the Boston Bruins. I like Zabanajad to have over three and a half shots on goal in this game. You're looking at plus 120 in value. And here are the statistics. I know you love them, Rosie. He's cleared that number in six straight games. He has 28 shots on goal in his last six. So take the over three and a half shots on goal for Mika Zabanajad. Yeah, how is that plus money, man? I love that. That guy's a, a shooting machine and the points even uh, say towards that and the value you're getting on your plus money is pretty awesome. So pretty wicked that points bet's got the shooting props right now. All these different outfits, you, you never know who's got what, but it's nice to see this uh, Points Bet Canada starting to uh, really put out the uh, the high high volume bets where you can kind of go with whatever your gut is that night and find yourself a cool bet. So I love that. I'm going to take that too. I can't believe that it's only at three and a half and it's plus money. And like you said, there's no reason it should be that low. Maybe we caught Vegas on a sleeper here, but nonetheless, you got yourself the <laughs> Puck line last night, low stress puck yeah. line. That's hard to do. So you're back on track after, I think you only missed two, right? So, oh, man, yeah. I'm bound your train. Well, dude, I was losing my shit after Philadelphia scored the first goal. I'm like, no, this, this, we're not doing the Arizona game all over again. But got things in line, even though it was 3-1, then it was 3-2. Owen Tippett, by the way, I watched a ton of his games. My buddy coached in the uh, Ontario Hockey League for Mississauga for plenty of years, uh, all of the tenure of Owen Tippett. I've seen that snipe time and time again. So I was like, no, here we go again. But they they got the job done, and that's why I'm loving John Tavares today. As mentioned off the top, Rosie, we are getting interactive on the show via YouTube. Tim writes in, JT's best game in a long time. He came into this year in good shape and the right frame of mind. And he's also damn happy about Ilya Samsonov. That's a prevailing story again. Not to bang an old drum, but where would this Leafs team be without Ilya Samsonov? He's won five of seven appearances to start the season. And I'm not sure if you saw this, that Matt Murray guy's starting to skate again. That's always uh, positive news. 
Yeah, he'll be a he'll be a good backup for Sammy when he gets back, maybe. But uh, no, I mean that was a big question mark coming into this season. And my biggest thing was I know that it didn't work out in Washington, but we don't know what was going on there. It was the COVID seasons. Remember that whole thing was a goddamn yeah. gong show for those players, <laughs> especially goalies, where where your head is at means everything. And I love taking a flyer on him, and I love that there was you know, twice the potential to get Murray's game back on track. And then you also got this first rounder in Sammy. And obviously things haven't gone great for Murray. Hopefully he can stay healthy. But I've, I've just loved Sammy from, from the get-go. He has just been solid and square and reliable. I mean, look at the opening shift of the third period last night. Somehow there's just a flat-out breakaway from the bottom of the face-off circle. And the guy's... Yeah. I mean, Sammy's cold. He's just been sitting in his stall, and there's a full-on breakaway, and he does the absolute splits to to have a huge, uh, huge save on that play. And it was not the only one of the night. So I'm loving Sammy. I, he just seems rock solid. The market doesn't seem to bother him. I just like the way he's standing in there. And I hate to say, but I've been with him since the get-go. So I've okay. been a Sammy fan from from day one, and I hope he keeps it going he- so that you don't prove me wrong. Yeah, I can't even tell you that I even know what his voice sounds like. And that's good news, right? I don't want to hear from the goalies. I want to see their production on the ice. And so far, so good, because uh, it's certainly a position uh, of high scrutiny, certainly in this market. And uh, I can't remember the last time, too, as you mentioned, third period starts, seconds in. I know the Flyers were on a power play, but they had a two-on-one with two defensemen. I think it was D'Angelo and Provorov. I just don't know how that happens. But nonetheless, Samsonov makes the big save. What did you make of the Boobirds coming out last night for Justin Hall? I think it was only inevitable that that was going to take place, no? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's been struggling. And, you know, there's something to him that that can make him a quality player. Uh, sometimes he he does some things where you're like, there's some solidness that, you're, that we're seeing about him. But uh, to be honest, he just has kind of had a nightmare start. It's a lot yeah. of his problems and a lot of his mistakes have ended up in the back of the net and a lot of the time it's at key points in the season but obviously he's kind of got the trust I don't want to say trust but he's got you know the support of Sheldon Keefe and he keeps putting him in there and I think he's going to get more and more chances as it goes and if he gets pulled out one night or not you know I I just think that he's kind of there to stay right now as far as being a guy you're going to see every night but I think he'd be a he'd be a good guy that could get packaged up in a deal maybe and get sent out, especially once we get Lilligren back and some of these bodies start getting healthy. But I guess we'll, time will tell. We'll see where it goes. What's your thoughts on him last night and what's been going on there? Are you seeing anything different out of him? No, uh, I, especially in the first half of that game, just the mishaps and you could tell the frustrations around him. And again, same old story. Mitch Marner was frustrated and I get it, but I wouldn't show up your teammates first and foremost. Uh, I think everybody knows the guy's battling, and I think ultimately it comes down to the coach. It comes down to management, and they got to figure out what to do here because he's just, he hasn't been a serviceable player. And I don't care. I don't want to talk about the numbers. My eye test suggests Justin Hall's had a terrible, terrible start to this season. And again, I'm not here to rip on the guy. I just think it would benefit him to maybe sit in the press box for a couple of games, gather his thoughts, and come back stronger or do something else. Maybe you trade him. I just think at this point, we know what Justin Hall is in Toronto. And don't forget, it sounds like Timothy Lilligren is eligible to come back on Saturday. 
albeit I think he's going to spell in for Victor Mete. I think they're really, really high on Justin Hall, and they're going to give him a lot of chances to flourish. Again, knowing that relationship with the head coach, the GM back uh, from from the American Hockey League and the Toronto Marlies. So coming up tomorrow, I should, should you know, mention the schedule. Rosie will be gone tomorrow and Monday, but we do have three hits with Rosie coming back tomorrow and Monday. And uh, back-to-back for the Leafs this weekend. They're home to Boston on Saturday, at Carolina on Sunday. Uh, I'll also mention joining me tomorrow is the one and only Jackie Redman of the NHL Network and WWE. So big-time Leafs fan. We'll get her thoughts, her perspective on the season thus far. But three hits with Rosie. I can't wait for this tomorrow, Rosie. Yeah, we'll see what we got going on. I'll uh, pull up a few points that I think need to be touched on and maybe go for a, a rant for a while there. I, uh, I'm going to try to stay away from what the hell is Justin Hall doing on the ice with yeah. three minutes left in a one-goal game because every time I see a big mistake and it's him, I cannot believe he's on the goddamn ice. But uh, try to pick some other hits right now for uh, to mix up some topics. But uh, yeah, I'll be off for a little bit, but put my piece in and obviously a huge weekend for this franchise man those are two big boy teams and i love that they're they're back on track with a little bit of confidence and they got a win under their belt so man it would be an incredible weekend if we could dare i say get four points out of it wow that would be something else you never know excellent stuff as per usual and again we'll talk on tuesday remember to subscribe smash that like button leave us a review visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest happening in leafs nation be back with you on friday take care have a good thursday Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.